and welcome to Where's My Mind Today. I'm your host, Chloe Ostagai, and this is episode 7. Um, I don't know how many of you are watching, but I am thinking of renaming this podcast because I think that that name is a little too generic. I was thinking, like, soft academia or something, which kind of sounds like a nut now that I think about it. So I need to, like, kind of reevaluate it a little bit, but I'm thinking about renaming my podcast. If anybody has any ideas, uh, let me know. The reason I was thinking of soft academia is because I think that that's, like, my aesthetic, but whatever. I'm just trying to think of new ideas so that they're a little bit more unique and original to me instead of being just kind of a generic name. Um, but anyway, um, to the podcast. Today's episode is about the stereotype of lying politicians and how true the stereotype is and how much it applies to our current president, Donald Trump. Um, I just wanted to very, very quickly plug my future up that plug my last episodes and also talk about this podcast as a whole. Um, I just wanted a friendly reminder that this podcast is not a political podcast and I will be exploring other types of topics in the future. Um, next week, I think I'm going to be talking about Biden's um, cabinet picks, but um, the week after that, I'm hoping to get into like, quote unquote, a new season, I suppose, of this podcast, uh, which will be more focused on like music and creative arts instead of about politics. So if you're interested in that, uh, stick with me. And if you're interested in the political side of things, um, I have six other episodes before this about um, the election. So um, now we're going to move on to the actual topic of the episode, um, lying and Donald Trump and etc, etc. So I'm going to take this in two parts. Um, first, I'm going to talk about how much Donald Trump lies in comparison to his opponents. And then I'm also going to apply that theory. Uh, I basically dissected the last debate between Biden and Trump. And then I evaluated all of their statements based on like actual factual evidence and came up with an evaluation. If you're interested in just looking at the evaluation that I made, it is in a document in my link tree, which will be in the description of the video and in the description of this episode. So I'm just going to dive right in. So how much does Donald Trump lie? Um, often enough to have his own Wikipedia page, um, but the Washington Post's fact checker has actually kept track of every lie that he has said and they have counted over 20,000 lies or misleading statements. Um, this is the biggest number that we know of, like this is the, the most concrete number that we can think of because most um, fact-checking websites don't count the number of lies, um, but PolitiFact and FactCheck.org have both kind of stated and given him awards for being a frequent liar. So the fact-checker um, rates lies on a scale of Pinocchios, and it began in 2007 as a feature of the 2008 election, and it has been a feature of Washington Post since 2011. So we have data on Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton and other politicians, um, not just Donald Trump. I'm using Washington Post's fact checker for the theory part of this episode because it's the most robust and because they do count the number of lies. So I just want to explain the Pinocchio scale first because it is a little bit difficult to understand when I talk about the system. Um, it took me a second to figure out what the hell they meant by Pinocchios. So basically on their website, they say that they judge prepared statements harsher than live interviews um, because they are prepared statements. So they have time to think of what they're going to say and make sure that they're not lying. And then they also make allowances if a politician later acknowledges their error. And if the politician repeats the error, then that makes it stronger and that makes them um, criticize it a little bit more and give it a higher Pinocchio scale. So what do the Pinocchios mean? 
One Pinocchio is mostly true statement, so it's an exaggeration or like selective truth. That's it, it's misleading, but it's not damaging. Um, two Pinocchios means that there are significant omissions or exaggerations um, with potential like actual factual error. Um, and essentially, they use complicated language occasionally, this is a type of lie, um, to mislead the population. So it's kind of like half-truth. A three Pinocchio um, lie is a significant factual error, something that they should have known was factually false, or a contradiction between what they had said prior and what they say now. Um, this can include statements that are technically correct but are taken out of context. So like if they put a, a fact in there and then they give extra context that makes that fact seem a certain way, then that can also be considered three Pinocchios. And then four Pinocchios, they call it like a whopper or whatever, but like basically it's just a straight up lie. So um, the fact checker fact checked more than 250 statements by Obama, which seems weird because they had the fact checker in place for all eight years. Um, and they've only had the fact checker for four years of Trump, but they've counted 20,000 lies, partially because Trump repeats his lies. So that kind of brings us to what a bottomless Pinocchio is. So they have all of these like one, two, three, and four Pinocchios, but they also have what they call a bottomless Pinocchio, which they introduced in 2018 because Trump lies often and because he repeats the lies that he says. So this is a claim, a bottomless Pinocchio is a claim that is either three or four Pinocchios, so it's a significant lie, um, and it needs to have been repeated 20 or more times. So it really, there is a high level of requirement for this. Um, so they have an article that is called The False Claims That Trump Keeps Repeating that is limited to these bottomless Pinocchios, um, which I think does illustrate that Trump lies more than other politicians because they never started this before him. But I am going to kind of go over the lies that he frequently repeats because they will be coming up in my evaluation because he does lie about them often. So um, number one, he has said 407 times that the U.S. economy has never been stronger or it's the best it's ever been or like my economy is the best economy, variations of that. Basically, by any measure, it's not doing better than it did under Eisenhower, Johnson, Clinton, or Grant. So, frankly, he does not have the best economy. Um, maybe if you didn't account for inflation, he could maybe get away with that, but I, really, it's, it's a straight-up lie. So, that is the one that he said the most times. He has said that the U.S. has started building a wall... Uh, 262 times, even though he hasn't gotten funding for the wall. He's gotten funding for replacement fencing, but not for an actual border wall, like the concrete one that he's been talking about for years. So that, that one he said 262 times, it's a lie. Uh, he also says the U.S. gets billions of dollars from tariffs on China, um, which he definitely says in a different way than that, but, but essentially statements that insinuate that um, 188 times, but the tariffs that the U.S. is using usually are paid by U.S. companies and then they pass on the tariff to the consumer. So really it's a lie. Then they say, uh, he says that the border wall will stop drug trafficking. He said that about 101 times. The DEA says that most illicit drugs enter through legal ports of entry. So it actually wouldn't really stop drug trafficking. 
And there are a bunch of other things that he's said that are that are a little bit egregious, but I'm not going to go through them. I just wanted to go through the ones that I actually believed before I started researching this. Like, I actually was like, oh, yeah, he's probably right that, like, drug trafficking will stop with a border wall. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, that's not true. Okay, cool. And then, like, I thought that the U.S. had started building a wall. And then, because he says it so often, and so I believed it, but it wasn't true. And I'm not even somebody that believes everything that Trump says, so it seems crazy to me that he says so many lies and people believe everything he says, and then, like, it's crazy. And I even started to believe certain things that he said. So I just wanted to, to bring that up to say that he lies very often. So in relation to Trump, how much do other politicians lie? Um, I think that they lie a decent amount. Um, according to an article by the Washington Post, Trump has an average rating of 3.4 Pinocchios. Whenever he lies, he lies a significant amount, as opposed to Obama's 2.1 and Hillary's 2.2, Mitt Romney's 2.4. So they do lie. They lie um, as much as normal people lie, I think. Like, I think I lie relatively often. Obviously, I try not to lie on this podcast because I think it's important to be telling the truth. But... Um, I think that people lie in their real life a lot, and so I don't really blame politicians for lying every once in a while. I think a lot of the things that I saw Biden lie about in the last debate were um, things that I think he truly believed were true or things that he exaggerated a little bit. And so I do think people lie often, but that that's not a new phenomenon. So now let's move on to my application of this. This took me so much time. <laughs> um, so I didn't want to use the Washington Post in their fact checker because I wanted to gather my own data. Um, I watched through a, basically, I think, an hour and a half to an hour and 45 minutes of the last debate to gather 100 statements from both Trump and Biden. So what happened was I reached over 100 responses from Trump, but Biden doesn't say a lot of things that can be factually, um, like, taken and manipulated. So Trump says a lot of claims that he says are facts, and then you can actually fact fact check him and, like, correct him, whereas Biden says a lot of things about his policy, so you can't really correct him very often because he's just him saying things that he, be he believes. Um, but it took me a lot longer to reach a hundred, um, a hundred statements from Biden, but I continued to gather the ones from Trump. So I had 134 statements from Trump and a hundred statements from Biden. Of the 134 statements from Trump, 49.3% of them were truths. 18%, so 17.9% were, um, misleading and then 44 or 32.8% were lies. 44 of the 134 were lies. Um, for Biden, 74% was the truth, um, which is opposed to 49.3% of Trump's. 18% um, were misleading and 8% were lies. And when I kind of went over the lies again, a lot of them are not, um, are either you can't confirm that the statement is true because I couldn't find anything that corroborated it, or it was something that he was exaggerating in a bad way. So, I found that a lot of the misleading statements for Biden, again, were phrased poorly, unable to be corroborated, whereas Trump's were misleading and seemed to be intentionally damaging. They were usually about either the coronavirus or about Biden's son or about Biden himself. Lies, obviously Trump lied 44 times and Biden lied 8 times. Um, 
Some of Biden's lies I was worried about, to be completely frank, but I think it was more alarming that Trump lied so often. Um, and I don't think that his worrisome lies were as bad as Trump's worst lies. So now I'm going to kind of go into some examples of what they said, just so that you can understand a little bit about my report. And if you want more details and to look at absolutely everything I did, you can look at the document in my link tree. So Trump's most alarming lies. Um, he said that the military will distribute the vaccine. They're not going to do that. They're involved with the logistics of distributing a vaccine, but they're not going to physically be distributing it, like actually giving people vaccines. That's not going to happen. That has never happened. Um, he said that the pandemic is going away, and then he later said that he never said that. So he contradict him, contradicted himself within the debate, which is something I thought was crazy. Um, he also said that Joe Biden called him xenophobic for imposing travel restrictions against China. And Joe Biden consistently was like, no, I didn't call you xenophobic for that. And he's correct. He called him xenophobic in a different context. Um, and I think that this statement is harmful. I did consider it a lie rather than misleading because it implies that Joe Biden was against travel restrictions, which he wasn't. So I think that this is an important lie to, to keep track of. He also said that the U.S. has the best testing in the world, which is not true. U.K. and Israel have more per capita testing rates. He said he doesn't take money from Wall Street, which is just laughable because he has a building on Wall Street. He legitimately is a business on Wall Street. He is a banker. He is Wall Street. And also he does accept that money because he accepts PAC money. So he does accept Wall Street money. Um, he was saying this to try to kind of say that Biden was a bad person for accepting bank uh, Wall Street money. And, you know, that's a little bit ridiculous. Uh, he also, everything that he said about Joe Biden or Hunter Biden in Russia or Ukraine or China was um, uncorroborated. So that was considered a lie. Um, this is a conspiracy theory that was spread by QAnon that he has picked up and continued to um, try to spread. So again, that's a lie. Um, he said that the kids in border at the borders in the um, camps were given good conditions and that they were living well, which is also uh, not true. Although maybe, <laughs> okay, in my opinion, the living conditions were not good. And I don't think that Trump looking at it would say that that was a good condition for, for people, but maybe his um, idea of good living conditions is incredibly warped, but I considered it a lie. And then obviously the biggest statement that he said that was a lie is the one that everybody heard after the debate, even if you didn't watch it, that he has done more for the black community than anyone. And then he said, except for maybe Abraham Lincoln. There are many people that could have the credit for doing more for the black community than Donald Trump. Uh, Lyndon B. Johnson is a good example. I mean, Abraham Lincoln clearly is a good example. Like, there are a lot of people that have done better for the black community than Trump. So he's a, he's a liar there. And then Biden's worst lies, I don't have many because he only said eight of them, and I don't think that most of them were that harmful. But there were some alarming lies in there. So uh, he said that there is no evidence that raising the minimum wage causes businesses to suffer. At first, I thought that this could be an opinion, but then I researched it and I was like, mm, not really. Him saying that there's no evidence is the part that's misinformation because there's evidence that minimum wage can cause higher unemployment because small businesses can't afford to pay as many employees, so they would fire employees in order to be able to pay the employees that they had minimum wage. So he was lying there that there's no evidence that raising the minimum wage causes businesses to suffer. For that reason, it's a lie. Uh, he also said that catch and release asylum seekers regularly come back, 
What he means by that is asylum seekers who have a trial and are allowed to go out into the real world before they have to come to their trial to argue that they need to seek asylum. Um, this is a lie. Uh, the statistic that I could fi find was that 37% of asylum seekers who are catch and release asylum seekers did not show up to their hearing. So th this could also be for a number of reasons. Maybe they did not get their uh, hearing communicated to them because that does happen. And um, maybe there was a barrier between them being able to go. Um, there are a lot of reasons why an asylum seeker might not show up to their hearing, but I still think that this was a lie. Again, I think that there is much more nuance in Biden's lies. I think that there is, like, yes, he's lying, but I can understand why he would say it, versus Trump is legitimately lying and has no proof. Um, so to conclude, um, this isn't a very happy thing. <laughs> Politicians lie, and I think that they're lying more than we're willing to admit. People lie, and politicians do as well, so I think that we can hold them accountable when they lie, but also understand that they're human beings, and people lie sometimes, and they don't necessarily mean to. I think the reason why I think Trump's lies are damaging is because I think that he legitimately means to lie, um, because of the number of times that he repeats things that are factually incorrect. It's just a matter of if we elect someone with a track record of horrible lies like Trump, or someone who lies that... Um, with much less extremity and much less often. So that's kind of why I'm excited that Biden won. Um, I'm excited for a number of reasons, but that, that included. As always, you can watch episodes on my YouTube channel at Chloe Astigai, and you can follow me on Instagram at Where's My Mind Today. I think soon I might be uploading actual videos onto my YouTube channel, like of me talking instead of just the waveform, but we'll see. Uh, next episode will be about Biden's cabinet picks. I think it might change, but I think it's going to be about Biden's cabinet picks. I'm going to go into a little bit of depth and do some research on each of his cabinet picks so far so that we can kind of talk about who they are. Because frankly, I saw the list and I was like, who the hell is that? And I think that it's important for young people to know who will be in the cabinet of the president. So thank you for listening and I will see you next week. This show is written, produced, and edited by me, Chloe Ostegai. Artwork is by Caitlin Howard. Music is by Jack Noah. You can find his social media in the description of the show or in the description below every YouTube video. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next week.